Hello everybody, Gary Stuckey here. Welcome back to another episode. Yeah, we got another good one. An interview with the drummer from that awesome band, Giant. Remember that band? Had a song called, I'll See You In My Dreams. Yes, David will be here talking about the good old days of Giant. Some of his work with other artists. And what's in store for the future. Maybe some new music. I'll tell you all about it coming right up. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Hello, everybody. It's Gary Stuckey here. I'd like to thank you for giving to this podcast over the past year. It means so much, and thanks for listening. If you'd like to give any amount of money, please do so by clicking on the donate button. And I appreciate it so much. And thanks once again for listening to real music right here on Anchor.fm. Welcome back to Real Music. I'm Gary Stuckey. You know, a little over 30 years ago, the band Giant had its debut album called Last of the Runaways. The hit song from that album was I'll See You In My Dreams. It was an awesome hit song for them. Uh, They had a a couple more uh, hits after that. They disbanded, got back together, you know, had some lineup changes. Uh, But David says there's some new music on the horizon, so we'll be talking about that in his uh, work with the Christian band White Heart. And uh, he's played with some other people in bands uh, doing some studio work. We'll be talking all about that. So here we go. The drummer from Giant. It's David Huff right here. Hello. Yes, is this David? This is he. This is Gary. Uh, Going to talk to you about uh, doing the interview. and. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. bud, how you doing? Doing all right. Uh, I, I didn't mean to bother you if you're busy or anything. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm always busy. Yeah, so I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm you're, sure. You're not bothered. You're not bothering me anyway, man. I, 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 no, it's all good. All right. Well, let me just say I'm a big fan. I've been a fan for many years. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah, from uh, first time I heard uh, "Last of the Runaways," like thirty oh, years ago. I man, I yeah. In, in fact, um, probably one of my all time one of my all time favorite albums. I mean, really. Um, oh man, thanks, thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's. I wore the tape out. I got a cassette tape and I played it like every day. And I would, you know, I'd be working or whatever. And I was, I was like. Uh, 15 16 something like that and i would just play it yeah. non-stop and it was just a good uh album and I, I think and i've said it before like on twitter before i've said you know probably to me the most underrated album ever and i, and I believe you know well, I, mean, I mean it's just good i mean i don't think i think it should have got a lot more attention and i know the timing of the album had a lot to do with it you know and, and uh what was going on you know and um but I really, yeah, I, the songs, I could, you know, every song on there to me, which is awesome, which, you know, that, that's a, like I said, just an awesome album. And, uh, 
which we'll talk oh, about. Oh man, that. thanks. Well, you, you know, you know, it's crazy. You know what they say: timing is everything in this world. And, right, right. And uh, unfortunately, that kind of you know that melodic rock music and the way economics of the business all hit at the same time. It was like you know, it just it it didn't make sense. You know, spending that much money on records and then and then bands like the Spin Doctors and. Right. Who else? Uh, uh, Nirvana. Nirvana. I mean, they, they, they basically changed changed music, you know, it, and I think it changed it in a great way. Unfortunately, it just kind of it made us instant, you know, extinct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not like they sat around and said, "Okay, guys, we're going to put y'all over here, and we'll have the alternative over here." Y'all can both kind of work together. Yeah, it was kind of like you're out, this is in. Yeah, like it or not. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah, but but yeah. That, I mean that's 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 you know, uh, evol- ev- evolution, you know, that's just kind of what it is. And, and luckily, you know, my brother and I, we just kind of, we, we never quit. We say, say we never quit our day jobs. We, you know, we always played on records, produced, and, that, and, you know, luckily we, we had something to go back to. Yeah. That's all. That's always good to have something to go back to. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, yeah. did, a lot of people didn't though, I think. Uh, but, oh, I know, I know. you know, I mean, I know. That, and it's sad that, you know, a lot of people think that this guy's set for life because he's got an album out or he's got a song out. You know, then, you know, then one day it all goes away. You know, what do you do then? Um, but yeah, you, well, you know. I mean, you know, like like any like you have to, you have to. What, what do they say in, in the military? You you adapt. You wait. What is it? there's three. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I can't remember. Right, right. I, I can't remember, but it's it, but yeah, you just have to adapt. And, right. and, you know, you can't fight, can't fight evolution, can't fight technology. You know, just gotta keep moving with it. So, that's, moving. so that, that's that's kind of, that's kind of what, that's what we do. And that's what we did. Well, that that was a smart thing for y'all to do. Gotta say. Uh, so, uh, so how old were you when you started playing the drums? Uh, I was in fourth grade when I started. Fourth grade, cool. I got my first my first drum kit. It was a little little uh, Slingerland little Slingerland drum kit when I was in fourth grade. Cool. Used old old oh, yeah. used kit. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Did you I, did you ever uh, beat them to the you split the heads and uh, tore them apart? I mean, I, I used to have some. I I used to play you know play them real hard. I didn't know what I was doing, but I. <laughs> but uh no no i i never i didn't play i didn't hit him when i was that little i i didn't play i didn't play him that hard i didn't i was (laughs) no i I was i was raised in a musical family so my my dad my dad was in music um and my mom was a classical pianist as well and my dad and i said my dad made you know living in music and and so 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 i was around and i had i had it wasn't like just like a hobby I, i was around a ton of of musicians and players and studios when I was a young kid, so I, I, I kind of figured that it was going to be, you know, I looked at it as a profession, you know, yeah. and and I, and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, you, I guess you got to love it, especially, and I guess that's what keeps you going, and that's why you've survived, is because you do love oh, it. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah, you know, always adapting. I mean, obviously, always adapting to new new you know music music is a moving target so it always changes always so you got to kind of stay up to with what's going down and and, uh right that's that's, you know yeah awesome and your brother of course is uh dan huff is lead singer of giant 
and and he's played with everybody. Like I was looking at some of his stuff too, and it, he's played with everybody. Is there anybody that he hasn't played with on on an album? I think he's done it all. Well, right? uh, he's probably done it all. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple people, yeah, but but no, I mean, he, he's he's been he's been with with most of them <laughs> for sure. Right. And uh, so, so he's playing guitar, and you're playing drums. Did y'all ever jam out when y'all were younger and say we need to form a band one day, or did you ever think about that back then? Well, of course, yeah. I mean, you know, you asked when I started playing drums, fourth grade. I started making money in ninth grade as a freshman in high school playing on records. So, oh wow. So yeah, I mean, we, I mean, my brother and I, we're best friends, and awesome. we, we have literally worked, jammed. We have toured we have played on we have you know yeah just in early days we jam we jam all the time but, but we also we uh i guess we were serious enough to actually get up be able to be paid for it you know so so the jams got less and less and we we played on you know playing records and yeah and we always wanted to, to we, didn't, we didn't really you know set out to be in a band but we but we just we kind of wrote some stuff on on the weekends and and uh and it turned into turned into Giant, which right. in a good way. That's awesome. And but before Giant, you were with White Heart. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, we uh, we we had some buddies that were that were. Play, I mean, we actually played for a ton of Christian artists too, as as their backup bands, and and like same thing. We wrote some songs. Um, uh, you know, Dan and I are kind of music cats. We you know we didn't we're not lyricists really, so. So we just wrote music and we ended up getting getting noticed and signed and and uh, did that for a couple of years and wasn't you know wasn't really wasn't we I don't know how to say this it just wasn't really what we what we uh, a long term goals you know in yeah. that band right and uh, um, and and we we played on a lot of records in the pop world and we played played on a lot of records in the gospel world and and. Um, and we just we we wanted to make just we different music, you know. So that's that's how Giant came about after Whiteheart. Okay, awesome. And uh, so I think you you left the band and uh, and you started touring with Michael W. Smith, I think. And uh, and I think your brother he wanted to work in the studio, so y'all both kind of went and did your own thing for a while, and then you came together and. Uh, form giant so how did you meet the other guys from the band giant uh well well yeah i mean i mean that's kind of the story i mean um i was playing sessions too but i was playing sessions as well but i you know was was working with um uh michael and i got i got a chance to do some touring with him which was great um uh, let's see here i think what else um we we met um we we had always worked with Mike Brigandello, obviously in Nashville. He was from Nashville. Dan and I were living in LA at the time. So we we worked with um I think we worked with Mike in Nashville in LA. Dan had met um what's uh Alan on a couple I can't remember the exact project, but they, they worked on a couple of things together and so that cause that's kinda how that started. Awesome. And uh so you get together and you you formed a band. When did you realize that it, it kind of clicked and you said, "Yeah, we need to, you know, record this album and it's going to be good." And how how did the album come together? 
Well, we, we got, um, like I said, we did some demos, didn't really know what to do with it. We, we ended up um, uh, connecting with a guy named Keith Olson, who produced um, uh, Fleetwood Mac and a bunch of, you know, a bunch of huge artists. And right. he, uh, I think we'd all worked with him on, on a couple projects, you know, in the studio world. He owned a studio called Goodnight L.A., which was in uh, the Valley of LA, a bunch of famous, you know, artists and bands played there. Anyway, he, he wanted to, he wanted to sign us to a production deal. So we had actually got together and set up in his studio to, to record. I mean, basically what we weren't named giant at the time, but it was basically that, you know, and, and we didn't have a manager. So we kind of, we, we were in the studio getting sounds and, you know, ready to kind of record, but we, were, we didn't have our infrastructure set up. So, at the advice of a couple of friends, man, you know, hey, um, you probably need a manager before you sign up any kind of production deal or whatever, right. that kind of thing. Right. So, so we we, uh, <laughs> we we left our gear and we was like, okay, that's a smart idea. So we, we ended up uh, we got a manager who was a, Bud Prager, who was a manager of Foreigner, Bad Company, and a couple other big bands, awesome. and and, uh, and and then and then, then we kind of we got our game plan after that point. So it wasn't just a production deal. We kind of, we got everything in order. And then, then, uh, then we got signed. Um, I can't remember the timing, how much longer it wasn't that much longer, but Herb Albert actually called us from his, his cell phone in the car. And, and about 30 years ago, which was way ahead of the time at that time. And, yeah. and, uh, he gave us an offer. Awesome. Wow. I remember Dan and I were together when he called. It was, it was wild. Wow. Surreal. That, yeah, that's, I guess that made your day, you know, I mean, uh, Oh, it's cool. Right. I mean, and at that time, all those bands, there was a lot of good bands at that time, you know, and, and, you know, what's sad is like you said, even though you adapted, you know, and with the alternative music coming, you know, uh, but you didn't see it coming so many bands out there, you know, and I remember thinking, man, all this good music, I didn't realize that was slowly gonna be it you know but i, I did appreciate I it man i was i knew that this you know was a good time i knew that the music was just awesome and like i said i played the crap out of that that album but the last of the runaways though that that was your first record and what what are the last of the runaways what did, where did that come from that idea that title and the song and everything what's that um i, I don't know where um uh I mean, it obviously came. It's one of the lyrics, some of the lyrics, obviously. But um, everybody asked, like, you know, how you got the name and all this stuff, and and then from the, the is, is that that's your boot on the front cover, and it and it wasn't. I mean, it was, it, we we got our name um, after we got signed. We didn't, you know, didn't know really what to call it, and uh, we we had seen a picture um, in a little cafe up in in California somewhere in. And it was that picture of a boot, and it reminded us of you know, it just it was just cool. Yeah. It reminded us of, of us kind of in and the movie Giant, and kind of like somebody has suggested uh, that name and, and with the movie, and so it all kind of went together, kind of fell together. The last of the Runaways is, is a, I think one of this is, <laughs> I haven't listened to that record in a long time. But I think it's one of the lyrics in one of the yeah, songs. Uh, the innocent day, sure. innocent days, right? It, yeah. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> you you, you yeah. know better than me. I, I, b- is- believe me, I, I was gonna I, believe me. I know this album. Yeah, 
the lyrics, uh, these are the innocent days. I know we're the last of the runaways. Never, oh, never return till love takes us home. Yeah. I know it. I know every song by heart. Just saying. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I do. I, I appreciate it. I just, I mean, I mean, honestly, you don't realize I I love that album. Um, and then the um, the cover, I think I, I think it was the front of the cover. I think it had like this, uh, uh, like oil well, like this rod well in the background. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I I worked on those later, you know. And those those aren't fun, but anyway. Um, but <laughs> I, so how, how did you how did y'all decide we want to put a well in the background of this? You know, and, and y'all had the, uh, you had like a jackets and the boots standing there. It was a really cool uh, shot, a cool uh, picture, you know, for the album. I remember, I was like, these guys well, are that, that cool. Well, was, that was, you know, we were in L.A. That was like south of of the of the LAX airport, somewhere down there. We had driven by, and, and uh, the photographer, I don't remember who took our pictures, but, but they they had suggested a couple of different um, places for, for, you know, for photos and and that just worked out. It worked out with the with the name, the cover, and I, it just it just worked out really well. Yeah, you know? I, I I think so too. I remember the first time I saw it, I was I was impressed. You know, it it fit with your sound. I mean, it was just really cool, and uh, you know, I liked it. Um, but I remember though, and it kind of confused me, you know, at the time because, you know, there was a there's another David Huff that's in the Christian music, right? And he was with. Uh, David and the Giants, and I thought, there's David Huff, <laughs> David Huff, and there's <laughs> David and the Giants, and this is Giant. Did you ever think about that, or did there, did anybody ever say, hey, there's David Huff? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we got, I can't remember one a long, long time ago. Since since you know, my brother and I, we played with Amy Grant. We've worked on all these different Christian records, right? And somebody from the the Dove Award committee, you know, committee or whatever, on the Christian Music Awards, got in touch with me and said, "Hey, we'd like to have you and David Huff present present an award." It never happened, but oh, cool. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of funny because there's people, you know, not a lot, but some people go, "Hey, man, you know, David Huff, are you David Huff in in the Christian rock band?" And I was like, "No, there's there's another guy, and he has brothers too, which is which is hilarious. Yeah. They're all down in." They're in Alabama or Mississippi or something like that in, in the South, and yeah, and uh, and no, it 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 just I mean somebody suggested our name and and they weren't from the Christian musical at all. That's where we got our name from. So <laughs> no, I just I did, I was never aware of him until till that got brought up. I I didn't know. Oh wow! And I've actually never met him. Okay, David. I heard he's a really cool guy. He's obviously really talented. Um, you know, um, but no, I mean. I mean, it's just kind of a weird yeah. similarity that was not intentional. It's funny. Yeah, I mean that. But I remember. I think David and the Giants had they went from like Christian to like mainstream or something. But I think they had like a a single out like in the late '80s, and then I'm like, that's pretty cool. And they were playing it on the radio, you know. <clears throat> I was like, I I got to check that out. And then I went in like to the store and I saw Giant and I said, maybe this is, you know. But then I heard, uh, I'll see you in my dreams on the radio, and I said. I wonder if that's the same guys. And I didn't, and I saw David Huff and Dan. I said, it's the brothers, you know, the Huff brothers. You know, I just heard about all this and, you know, I put two and two together, realized it wasn't the same guys, but I re also realized that this is an awesome album, you know, and, uh, oh, thanks, man. but the, I'll see you in my dreams. It, it's, it's on all these, uh, you know, uh, 
rock ballads, you know, compilations, you know, when you see it, you know, mm -hmm. on TV, you know, and it, it just really <laughs> stands out, you know. And, um, but uh, why do you think that song, though, I'll See You In My Dreams, why do you think it was such a breakout song, you know, for y'all? Um, I think I think because of the fact, like, during that time, you know, um, every, every rock band had their um, – had their big power ballad, which which is funny because that's probably why rock kind of died a death. Because <laughs> yeah, right. when you when you have Diane, I mean, if you think about it, looking back, you have Diane Warren right in your your yeah. right in your uh, power ballad. It's kind of funny, right? Because right. it kind of goes against everything in, in rock and roll is rebellion and right. and whatever craziness and right. and uh, so. I mean, I think that's probably why it was popular at the time because it was that was kind of what was going on in in the rock world. Right. But um, I mean, it, 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 I think it's an awesome song. It's very very oh, commercial. Yeah. Very. It was very apropos for the time, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, like you said, though, I'm, it kind of turned into you know processed cheese, you know, like automatic, you know, just yeah. We, we need a ballad. Boom, here you go. But yeah, but, you and, know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I said, you, you, you got people like, you know, Diane Warren writing your song. I mean, it's one thing Desmond Child doing it, but yeah. you, know, you got Diane Warren doing, you know, writing Michael Bolton's songs yeah. and, then, and, and, and and Millie Vanilli, and then, then they're writing for Bad English. And, right. And, <laughs> so. Right. It, it's, I mean, she's, she's talented, you know, but it's like, but it's, it's automatic. You can do it for anybody. It's kind of like there's yeah. no, yeah. It, it kind of goes against, like you said, what you know, what it's all about. Plus, the the people, the bands that they're writing for, sometimes it don't fit. You know, you go from hard rock into this kind of sweet, sappy, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like really? Exactly. <laughs> it's like that don't yeah. fit, man. Uh, yeah, I, I know, I know. Well, well, we actually wrote our our song, um, "Seeing the Dream." That that was we wrote that. Well, Alan Pasqua. Wrote that one in our band, so so it, it came from the band. That's and that's a but, good that's good. Yeah, uh, and uh, but I remember the the first track on there, which I'll remind you. I know it's been a while. Nah, uh, I'm a believer. You know, and it starts off with the guitar. You know, and and it's real, mm -hmm. and uh, and then the drums come in. Um, I know a lot of the songs though. They're I think Dan would play like a little riff or something like that. And then the drums would slowly kind of build, you know, on the song. And then there'd be like a powerful, you know, and that was a, that was that way on a lot of the songs. Did you have a part in arranging the drums and saying, I want it to be this way? How did, what was your part in all that? Well, yeah, yeah, we, we all did. I mean, the, the funny thing is that, that I'm a believer. I, I started writing that song. I was on the start of that. And, and then, and then uh, Dan heard. I, I was writing some demos. He heard that and he goes, "Man, let's let's use this start. Let's write this." So so he he started writing on it and then pulled in a couple more people on it. Um, Mark Spiral being one of our good friends, and, and uh, so it just kind of worked that way because it, it was it was around the loop and it was around some huge drums and yeah. And, that, and that's just kind of. I mean, Dan and I, like we like I said, we've been playing since high school together. So that's kind of that's kind of like our thing, and um, we we had a lot of influences. Out and Van Halen was a huge influence, you know how they, you know the brothers, guitar drummers, kind of same kind of thing. Right. 
um, yeah, that's, that's, that was that's kind of that's, you know, it's, it's just how we heard and saw different rock music, you know. Right. Yeah, and I can see the similarities. I mean, and y'all two guys are you know are comparable to the Van Halen uh, brothers. I mean, just awesome sound. I mean, with the especially on that song, like you said, uh, when Dan is playing that little intro, you know, and I was, man, yeah. I, I was like, man, I gotta, I actually started playing guitar, like seriously about that time. And I, and I was like trying to learn that there was no way I could play that. I was like, ain't no way I could do this, but he, that's, you know, little intro. And then all of a sudden, you know, the drums can like, doo, 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 and he goes, ah, go, you know? And it's just yeah. this, it's, I mean, it's just the, the buildup on the songs though, is what I paid attention to is like, there was a lot of guitar at the beginning. The drums would come in and it was really a powerful, you know, sound. It was just a good mix. And, and who else can sing like that and play guitar like that? It's, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. It, I mean, you know? yeah, he, he was, yeah, he's, he's, he is crazy gifted, man. And, and uh, it's a funny story that, you know, when we first started at the production deal, you know, uh, Keith wanted a different, um, a different singer. Wow. And we were like, nah, the band was like, no, nah, I'm not, sh I mean, we, we kind of want Dan to sing, you know, yeah. he, he's, he's got a different kind of thing. He's, he's more like Bono, you know, as a singer than, than he was, you know, uh, you know, Michael Bolton or, or yeah. you know, Steve Perry. Right, right. You know? Right. He had that, so, that, yeah. But it was unique, and it was it went along with the sound. It was it was a powerful voice, you know, it, uh -huh. and and not easy to hit those notes. And he he was hitting some notes. I know that. Uh, I was oh yeah. I was watching some uh, concert footage from that time that was on on YouTube, and I was like, wow, uh, you know, he can do it. Um, oh yeah. And. Uh, so I, I remember, I think at that time, y'all were on some TV shows. It seemed like you were on Arsenio and yep. some other shows. It seems like it was Rick, yeah, D, yeah, we, Rick D's or something like that is what I'm trying to yeah, remember. We, yeah. we sure did. Yeah, we we uh, we played on we played on the uh, Arsenio Hall show a bunch. We were kind of one of their one of their bands that they would call, you know, and just to get us in, you know, it was actually very, very, very cool. Yeah, it's so very cool. cool. Such an exciting time, though, you know, and, and a lot of people forget. I, that's what's cool about YouTube. You can go back and go, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know, and um, and it seemed like there was more exposure for bands back then. It seemed like the record companies actually cared, you know, back oh, in the yeah. day, right? It, 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 times yeah. change, as you said, and, and but, you know, it would be cool to get back to some of that, you know, uh, which leads us to the pandemic. How have you been doing during the uh, pandemic? You're still staying busy, you said. So what's been going on there? Well, you know, yeah, we, we it, it's, it's different. It's definitely different. Right. Um, we, we have, we have, you know, you know, the studio at the house. So we, we just work, you know, we work, we just work, stay busy. And, you know, the month, the month of March was crazy because, you know, no one knew what was going on with the world and, and uh, that was a little interesting, but you know, the good thing is, you, you know, technology. You can make make music and records without having to be in in certain places. And so we've adapted. You know, we do Zoom. Um, technology is is great for this this kind of business because yeah. you can you can work remotely right. and not have to be around a lot of people. I mean, we still do stuff with session players and studios, but 
it's it's definitely changed. Right. You know, right. definitely changed. At least you have that ability to do it where you couldn't have done it. You know, thirty years ago you couldn't have done that, but thankfully you've got. Some, I know. Yeah, ain't that cool, right? No, you'd, you'd have you'd have to have you know you have to have a two inch machine. You'd have to have yeah. You'd have to. It would be a lot. It's a lot different. That's a right. lot different. Thank goodness. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, and, and we we've all stayed healthy, you know, during thank goodness during this, good. this crazy time, and and we're just like everybody, you know. But but it, thank God for technology. And exactly, it 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 really makes a difference. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, so after the album, uh, you know, Last of the Runaways, uh, y'all took a little break, I guess, and he did the uh, Time to Burn, uh. How was that album different than the first album as far as making it and, and what y'all did? Yeah, well, we took a break. We, we, were actually, we actually toured for for a while, a long time. And then and then the difference in, in making of the record, uh, we had we did the, the first giant record. We started in L.A. We got a producer, Terry Thomas, who worked on both records. Um, we started, we tried to do a few recordings in L.A. and... It was um, it was just kind of, it was just distracting for us. It wasn't uh, the uh, the producers on, on his home court, so to speak. You know, he right. made he was an awesome producer. He just we, L.A. just wasn't his thing. So we actually stopped, shipped everything, all our gear, shipped everything, even the B3, shipped everything over to London, which was oh, wow. and no one would do that now. But we we shipped air, all our gear and made a record in London. We we lived there for three months while we made a record and wow. residential studio, which was great, uh, farmyard studios. And so, so that was a cool process. And, uh, and then we, we flew, when we mixed it, we flew once a week, we'd come from LA, come back to press and we'd fly once a week to, to do mixes in London, which was crazy for about, um, about five, six weeks in a row. Wow. So, so the second record, by that time we had moved to that Na- back to Nashville. Dan and I moved back to Nashville. Of course, uh, Michael lived in Nashville, but, we moved back just because our manager was out of New York. Our, we, we switched labels. We went to Sony, which was out of New York. And just easier. We were just flying from L.A. all the time in New York anyway. And, and uh, so we moved to Nashville. And then we actually made the second record in Memphis, Tennessee. We, we um, all planned just we, to live in Memphis. We, uh, you know, it's just easier away from home to, yeah. to, to, to be a band. Right. Um, because the sessions and all that kind of stuff just kind of got right. striked. So we, we moved into the Peabody Hotel, which was the owner is a friend, and, and he owned the studio that where we recorded. And we, we recorded the second record in, in Memphis for a couple, two, three months. Awesome. Wow. And uh, I remember, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to remember, I think I saw an ad for uh, the album Time to Burn, like in one of these rock magazines, and I was like, oh, yeah, Giant. He had the little logo with the G and the little triangle looking thing. I think. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. And the guy, the stunt guy, I guess, on the fire, like flying through the air. <laughs> and I was like, yep. "This is going to be cool." I, I remember being excited. I remember I went to the mall and bought the cassette. Oh, how cool, man! How cool. And it was just real. I remember I listened. Uh, I was, I think I was with my brother, and I was sitting there. I think he went inside. I said, "I'm going to stay in here and listen to this album." And I listened to the whole album sitting in the car, but uh. And I was really impressed uh, with the sound too on this one, uh, and the uh, uh, 
which you know what was it chained and uh stay uh was a couple of yeah. songs that were and i remember the video i think stay was i think you were on a beach or something um, yeah 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 and, yeah yep. and and so how how fun was it making these videos uh did, did you have a good time making the videos oh man man we always had fun making the videos we always had a lot of fun um you know, in between, in between, we, we would usually do them in between tours and stuff too, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was always fun. I mean, it makes, you know, that's part of, that's part of the art part of the, of the world. And, and, uh, I mean, they, they were it was a lot bigger production back then, you know, doing videos. It was, it was definitely different than now Yeah. because of the tech, you know, technology, once again, technology, but yeah, no, we, dude, we, 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 we had always had fun, especially when it was less conceptual and more kind of, performance space we were, we were better with that yeah <laughs> more natural right right we were not we weren't actors i remember i i think it was yeah yesterday i was watching some of the videos i saw um well the I, i'll see you in my dreams it was yeah it was like one of those acting kind of things and y'all look really yeah. serious i think you had this look on your face like sadness or something and i was like you know this is drama you know this is good but uh, what 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 was? <laughs> but I liked it was cool. You had the you had the big hair and everything. It's pretty cool. Oh yeah, remember that? Oh yeah, the good I always old, said that. The always. Good, you like the big oh, hair, yeah. don't you? Uh, <laughs> but uh, what did. what was? We did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's cool, man. Um, that song, but the video for that for I'll see you in my dreams. It, was that like an idea? Like, did somebody have an idea, like a storyline, and said we want to put that with the song, or did they come up with the the idea? on their own how oh did, yeah, I, yeah that you know that that was that was back in in, when, in the days when when you know when you did videos you you hired a, a video you know you hired you hired a guy and, and then they would come up with a storyboard and all that kind of stuff so that was that was not us i mean that obviously it was that's not our strength right so yeah you know you'd, you'd hire somebody and they, they come up with that stuff hey i like it it's cool though it's cool to go back i always like to to have the video with a song and kind of remember and, and, and think about it, you know, but, but I didn't see the video till oh, yeah. after I think I'd already, you know, they say what video killed the radio star and all that stuff. I always have this imagery in my mind. So a video does kind of spoil it to a degree, but if you've got an imagery in your mind, you're thinking, Oh, this is what happens. And this person, you know, I'll see yeah. you in my dreams, you know, it was like, I remember listening to it. I think it was, I know it was eighty nine, ninety, and spring of ninety when I when I first heard the song, and uh, you know I was just visualizing somebody, you know, going to sleep and thinking about you know the good old days or something like that, you know. But yeah, you know, and, and just pondering over, you know, the lost love or something, you know. But it, yeah, but that's what I like about bands with the imagery, the songs. There's harmony there, and I know you sing some uh, backups and. Uh, Mm-hmm. And the whole, it was just a whole package. I mean, you had the great guitar, the bass, drums, keyboards. You know, just singing. It was just a whole package. That's to me, that's a band. That's, that's like I'm a big Journey fan. So you've got that same kind of band. You know, that's got it fills in the parts and it fits the songs. And everybody's a talented guy in the band that stands out. And it, you know, it makes it every, you know, everything's better. You know, and it's like, whoa, this is good stuff. You know. Well, well, I appreciate that. Thanks. I mean, yeah, we, we, we were, you know, we wanted to be, you know, 
we we weren't just a we we weren't weren't a party band. We were we were a band that you know that loved and was proud of music. You know, we we right. wanted to make sure that that the the music you know stood up there, and, and, and we we liked we liked you know we, we got we got compared to Toto when we first started, oh, which wow. was which was awesome. um it was you know like oh thanks you know get compared to somebody like that was crazy. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, but I I put y'all up there too. I mean, you know, as far as sound, I mean that, and y'all had a unique sound, I believe. You know, and I think it it's just something that really stands out in my mind. That I think if people would go back and just listen, I think there would be a new generation of fans that go, "Man, this is this is awesome stuff." You know, this is this is real music, and that's the name of my podcast. But I mean, it's real. It's not cheesy. It's not overly done it's just perfect you know and and uh you know that's just how it is um oh, well dude, well thank you thank you for your kind words yeah you're... you know it, it there, there is a power to rock music that you know we, we don't really see it a lot you know and if you go see a band live you know this is obviously crazy because no, there's no live music right now but right you know there there's there's a crazy power to it and and of course, you know I, I miss it because I, I I got the chance to be in it. It was yeah. awesome. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of young kids who have not heard this kind of music and like you know there's a, you know yeah, yeah maybe yeah. they'll get exposed to it. That's the beauty of technology. You know TikTok or you know YouTube or Instagram. People start hearing bands that they've never heard of. That's I just right. saw something the other day where this this guy this this guy was skateboarding drinking uh um, what was it? Uh, cranberry juice and oh, yeah, played yeah. A, a Fleetwood Mac That's song, and right. that thing just blew up. It sure know? did. And then, and then Fleetwood jumped on and did the same thing. Which was, I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, really well, cool. So, so what if I get like on a skateboard and I sing "I'll See You in My Dreams" and I go down the road? You think it'll take off? <laughs> I'll drink some Dr well, Pepper or something. Yeah, I, I think so. As, as long, Wouldn't it be as long cool? As you don't fall and get hurt, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, then you'll be on the best fails. You know, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, just so I, I'm become famous. Yeah, but that, that's cool. Um, so uh, so after those albums, y'all, I guess, did y'all disband after that? Did y'all realize this ain't working out? How did what happened after the second album? Well, yeah, when, when uh, you know, when the music industry changed, uh, we, you know, we got offers to play over in Europe and clubs and stuff, and, and we had been playing, like, you know, um, you know arenas. So, and, and, and it's not like a pride thing. It's just like, you know, when, when you go, okay, you're going to go over there and scrape together some money to tour, and, and it was just an easy business thing for us. We all, we all were studio players. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, well, it was an easy we didn't want to go tour in clubs and, you know, scrape by when you're going, oh, what do I have? You know, this, I can play in these records. <laughs> it was a no-brainer. No right. You know, we, we obviously missed it, but, but and like I said, Dan and I, we were like, man, we, we didn't quit our day gigs. You know, and we, at the end of the day, we were musicians, you know. Yeah. We're musicians, lovers of music, and as long as we can create, we just had to adjust and adapt and overcome. That's, that's, that's what that was, the military thing. Right. Adjust, adapt, adjust, and overcome. There you, you go. Know, there you go. That's really good. That's a good, uh, especially for these days. And you need to tattoo that on her arm or something. Um, Man, right? absolutely. You know? <laughs> I mean, and, and look, look, music, music's a gift, and and it's just, you know, we don't we don't ever take it. None of us ever took it for granted, and we're grateful as as anybody in this world. And you know, 
just as long as we can, you know, make music, we're you know we're happy and blessed. Well, that's it. You got to do it. I yep. mean, you mean you when you look at it that way, and you you know that hey, it's it's a gift, and God gave you ability, and you use it to the best of your ability, and you yep. always remember that, and you stay humble, and you're still doing it. Um, you know, nothing wrong with that. So, um, and then after uh, a while, I think yeah, you you and Dan played with John Schlitt, who I just had on here. Uh, about a week ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And, uh, I was thinking about you when, uh, I think that's how I was thinking about you, I believe, but I remember the albums oh, you, sweet. you did, uh, his, his, uh, so, two solo albums in the nineties. You worked on that. Can you tell me a little bit about working with John? Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember how it came about, but yeah, we, we had a great time. We played on it and we, and we co-produced it. So yeah, man, we, we awesome. had, we had a good old time. John's in, what a sweet dude, man! Oh, yeah. a talented guy, uh, uh, just a great person, and and uh, we had a ball, man. So we got to kind of do do what we did with him, you know. It was a lot of fun. And then we, then we had, I think we played one show with him. Okay. I remember one show we played somewhere downtown Nashville to when that record was going to come out. For some reason, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, man. Awesome. John's a great guy, man. Yes, great guy. It was cool talking to him, and, and and that's that's another thing, you know, a talented guy like that's been around all these years, and he he never forgets where he came from, you know, and and people like you, you know, that have the ability. When you blend that together, I mean, that what more can you ask for from from uh, you know what do you want from people? You know, that's pretty you know pretty mm-hmm. awesome stuff. Um, and then after uh, after a few years, I guess in the right around the. 2000 something like that uh giant comes back together for giant three so how did you decide to come back to do another album well we 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 didn't really come back we got asked to do a record um from uh, we we had some acquaintances in italy and um they have a label there um frontier records and they offered us something um, Dan was hasn't sung for you know he hadn't been singing for you know twenty years I guess or something right. fifteen years <laughs> right. so it was never never going to be a possibility of him singing it, it, it wasn't gonna, there's no way it could happen you know right. and so so um, we we I think we did I think we had some other records that 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 weren't finished that were started I think that's kind of where that group where that project came from right and then you had uh, Promised Land right. And thinking 2010, and and uh, yeah, that 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 was a different a different uh, group of guys in Giant Mike Mike and myself originals, but then we we had a guy Terry um, Terry uh, what's his uh, Brock okay Terry Brock was sang lead on that one yeah that was that was a lot of fun that was a, that was fun a yeah. project to make that's awesome yeah I, I was listening to that earlier that's that's good stuff too um in it. Is that is that behind you now, or is that something you will ever go back to, or try to do something again with with the name Giant? Well, it's funny you ask, because because um, uh, we we may be making a, a another record. Awesome! Wow. With a diff, different different uh, um, group of guys. Yeah. My, Mike and myself are always the kind of the constant in. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're we were talking about that, you know, the other day. Trying to think about doing another one. 
that's, that's cool. That 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 is cool. That's I think a lot of the fans, you know, that's what they want to hear. They, you know, when it brings back memories, you know, that nostalgia quality. You know, the people remember the good old days, and they want to hear some of that new music. New music is always good, especially these days, you know. And I think that uh, a band like Giant is is something that people would really uh, appreciate. I, I've been seeing like online, you can go on YouTube and look at some of the older videos, and they're like. You know who's who's here in, in 2020 listen to giant you know and, mm-hmm. and, and it sticks with them you know it, fans are loyal you know they they love the music they wait for years they hope that hey there's some new music coming out from you know and they wait and see mm-hmm. and that same here i'm like man giant i wish they would do something else man i kind of got the the urge to hear and wouldn't mind seeing you play in person you know one day but uh oh yeah well, you know, we we actually played. We actually did a giant thing. I can't remember four or five, four or five years ago, whatever. Awesome. We actually played for a guy's benefit. A guy who lost lost his home, and he, one of his favorite bands was Giant. So he asked us to play. And we actually um, Dan didn't sing. We we got a buddy to sing, um, but but it was Dan and I and Mike, and we we got a keyboard player to play with us and a singer, and it was it was we played in Nashville. Awesome. At, at a, at a club down uh, a little small club. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. We just did three songs. Just try to help him, you know, you yeah. know out of his bad situation. Yeah. Well, it was fun. Awesome. It was it was good. Good time. Wow. You need to do that more often. Is that something you I know. planning on? You need to plan that with it get a new album when all this junk is over, the pandemic. You can do another show like that. How about that? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Man, I would love to. That I think a lot of people would be uh eager to see that i, I know i would I, I have to be there see i'm i'm, I'm looking <laughs> <laughs> well i'm thankful that uh, i got to talk to you i won't keep you or anything but i man i just want to say it, for 30 years i've been a fan and you're awesome guy i mean i know you know drummer wise and music wise you know and it's been fun you know to talk to and your personality is awesome too and i know you're a good guy uh, and i appreciate oh, you man, man. I appreciate that and I, and I, Gary, thank, thanks, thank you for your time. Thank you for your interest in, in, in you know, science was is and was a special part of, of our lives, you know. And we appreciate your kind words, man. It means a lot. Yeah, appreciate you, bud. Yeah, and I will be looking for you in the future, man. <laughs> and I hope uh, all the best to you, you know. And uh, we'll... thank you. you, you too, man. Stay safe in, in all this craziness. Hopefully, uh, the world, the, the music world, and the world get back to a little bit more normal thing this next year, 2021. See what it has in store for us, you know? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. Well, I appreciate it, man. Alright, Gary. Thanks so much, but have a great day, great weekend, and, uh, and we'll chat soon. And you too, man. God bless. Alright, bud.